0: Welcome to the Mindset and Motivation Podcast, one of the top motivational podcasts in the world. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we come out with a short, to the point, no BS episode to help make massive changes in your mind and transform you from who you are now to who you want to be. My name is Rob Dial, and the podcast starts now. Welcome to today's episode. If you have not yet done so, hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. Happy holidays, everybody. We are just a few days away from 2019, which means 2019 New Year's resolutions. If you feel like you need a head start to hit your goals, if you feel like you're ready to make 2019 the best year of your life, but you need some extra kick in the pants and some knowledge and some accountability to get you to where you want to go, then My Mindset University is right for you. You can go ahead and join in at the 2018 prices before they go up when January 1st, 2019 rolls around. So if you're interested in more lessons, in more learning, in a group of accountability partners, and just ways to learn and grow to make it the best year of your life, send me a message, an email actually, rob at robdial.com. I'll send you all of the information. You can take a look at it, see if it's right for you. Give it a shot good thing about it is there's no contracts. You can be for one month. You can be there for a year. There's people that have been there for two and a half years. It's completely up to you, which is the awesome part about it. So if you want to get in before the prices go up when 2019 rolls around, send me an email, rob at robdial.com. I promise you it is worth it. If it's not worth it, you can send me an email and say, Rob, your stuff sucks if you really want to. But I know that won't happen because I've been running Mindset University for two and a half years and I've never had somebody say that to me. I've only heard good things. People losing massive amounts of weight in short periods of time and they've been trying to their entire life because the things that hold us back, it's not the external things, the the weight that we want to lose, the habits that we want to break. It's never the external factors that keep us from there. It's the actual internal dialogue that's happening inside of your head. So if you're ready to make it the best year of your life, Send me an email, rob at robdial.com. I'll send you the information. You can see if it's right for you. And if it is, you can go ahead and sign up right there. So that's all I got for you. Let's go ahead and dive in today. Okay, today we're going to be talking about demanding greatness from yourself. And I just read a book and had somebody interviewed. Uh, By the time this comes out, I'm not 100% sure um, if the interview will have already been played. Uh, What I actually think I'm going to do, you'll probably hear this before I play the interview with Jesse Itzler, because I... I don't feel like we did enough justice for the person that we were talking about in the episode. So, um, just to kind of give you an idea, Jesse Itzler had a who's, you know, a billionaire himself. He's also married separately to a woman who became a billionaire before she met him, uh, which is Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanks. And she's going to be on my podcast pretty soon as well. Um, but, that being said, he was at a very high level. He was killing it in life, quote unquote, people would think that he was. And he felt like he was in a rut and wanted to get better. So he had a Navy SEAL live with him. And uh, it's an, it's an incredible story. But I want to talk about the Navy SEAL more than anything else in this episode. And I want to talk about his accomplishments. Because this guy is insane to the point where he was out of shape and decided that he wanted to raise money for some of his friends that died in a helicopter crash. He was in the Navy. He was a Navy SEAL, and he wanted to raise money for some of his friends that were in a helicopter crash. And so what he did was he Googled the 10 hardest things <gasps> to do to raise money. Oh. You can probably hear my dog barking down there. Uh, so the, he googled the ten hardest things to do to raise money, and uh, one of the things that popped up was something called the Badwater 135. And if you've never heard of the Badwater 135, uh, that is 135 mile run in the middle of the desert, and it's 120 degrees outside. And he decided that he wanted to do it. it. Is one of the hardest things. He said, "You know what? I'm going to push myself." And so what he did was he called the organizer of the Badwater 135 and said hey listen i want to actually be in your race what do i need to do to qualify and the, qu- he said to qualify you have to do 100 miles a 100 mile race in less than 24 hours and so what he looked up online was the the places that had you know 100 miles coming up and what he actually did was find out that there was only two races left to qualify for. And so he found out that one of them was in four days. And this guy was 280 pounds and had never in his entire life ran a marathon. And he decided, all right, in four days, I'm going to run 100 miles. And I'm going to do it to in order to qualify and to try to raise money. And so he trained for four days ran four miles. That was the furthest that he ran. And at 280 pounds, he was running 100 miles all by himself. It was a one mile track. He was going around at a hundred times. And by mile 70, this guy had broken all of the small bones in his feet. He had liver failure and was peeing blood. And everybody thought that he was out of the race, but he stood up with liver failure, peeing blood with all of the small bones in his, on his feet broken because of the fact that he was 280 pounds. And he finished the next 30 miles, having never run a marathon before, finished 100 miles with liver failure and all the small bones in his feet broken. Now that alone is freakish. It sounds crazy. It sounds like inhuman. But then two weeks later, he decided to push himself even more and run another, the only other 100-mile marathon that he could run, uh, ultramarathon that he could run, with his feet taped. And he ran with all of the small bones in his feet still broken, with his feet taped, another 100 miles. And then a couple months later, he was able to get into the Badwater 135, having been out of shape and never running an ultramarathon in his entire life. And this guy got fifth place in the world, 135 miles in 120-degree weather, In Death Valley, so only three months after completing the Badwater 135 in 2006, he completed. (laughs) This guy's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. It all seems fake because he seems so superhuman. He completed a few months after that, three months after completing the 135. He completed the Ultramarathon Ultraman World Championship Triathlon in Hawaii and placed second in the world. In a three-day, 320-mile race, cycling 261 miles in two days on a rented bicycle. He had never competed uh, by riding a bike in his entire life. And he got second place in the world. He also, there's so much more, it's insane. He also set a course record at the 48-hour national championships beating the previous record by 20 miles. And in 48 hours, he ran 203.5 miles, 203.5 miles in 48 hours, which made him one of the top ultra marathon runners in the world. He also signed up for a 24 or 48 hour race. So a, you could do either do 24 or 48. So he decided, you know what, I'm gonna sign up for 48. And by 23 miles, I'm sorry, by 23 hours, he had torn the... Um, uh, the quad, he, he tore one of his quads at 23 miles, went up to the guy who was in charge of the entire thing and said, you know, it's 23 hours in, I just tore my quad. Am I going to be able to just, can you guys just clock me at, uh, at 24, 24 hours? And the guy said, no, we can't. In his exact words, he said, Roger that. He taped up his leg and continued to run another 25 miles with a torn quad. And my trainer told me that he tore his quad one time and couldn't even walk. And this guy ran for another 24 hours hours straight. And one thing that he says to himself is whatever you have going on, someone else is going through pain that is much, much worse. So you have to fight through it. And so what happened was you might listen to the story and you might say, this guy's a freak. He must have some super body where he's able to, you know, uh, get more oxygen or produce more blood than the average person. He gets more oxygen in his blood or some of those types of things. Uh, But the thing about him is he actually has a heart heart defect, where he had a hole in his aorta, where he was only able to produce 75% of the amount that a normal heart would be able to. And so he had to have surgery on this. And when he had surgery on this, he wasn't able to run for over a year. So he Googled what the hardest thing to do that wasn't running was. And he decided, you know what I'm going to do in order to raise money? I'm going to try to beat the world record for the most pull-ups in a day. And in 17 hours, this guy did 4025 pull-ups in 17 hours and broke the record also it just doesn't stop also he was in a 150 mile race one time that was in the cold and got pneumonia at mile 90 and finished the last 60 miles of the race with pneumonia then the next year he came back and beat the course record in the exact same course for 150 miles he did it in 33 hours And he set a course record. And the crazy thing about this is this guy hates to run. He hates to bike, which is why he does it every single day. And so the reason why I'm bringing this guy up is because he's consistently disciplined. He's earned over $2 million for charity by doing this. He's consistently disciplined. And when you hear something like this and you hear about a guy who has a heart defect and his his heart only works at 75 capacity of a normal heart, he also has asthma and he's got sickle cell. And he goes to bed every single night at midnight and wakes up at three o'clock in the morning. Yes, that's correct. Three hours of sleep in order to run 20 miles. And when people ask if he takes supplements, he says that he takes a pill of suck it up and washes it down with a can of go hard. And this guy is not a fake person. This is a real human being. If you want to Google him, his name is David Goggins, G-O-G-G-I-N-S. And what he does is he lives his life by the 40% rule. And what that means is when you think that you're done, you're only about 40% done. And what I mean by that is when you push yourself as hard as you possibly can at the gym, you're only about 40% done. As hard as you possibly can. Because there's a mechanism in your brain that as soon as you start to feel that pain, it wants to turn off because it doesn't want you to get injured. Your brain is designed to do one thing and that's to keep you alive and to keep you safe. And that's it. So when you start to feel pain, it snaps on and says, you know what? You're done let's call it a day. And he says, when you hit that point, you're only at about 40% done. So you have to think about that. How often do we actually push ourselves to that point? The breaking point? How far, how often do we actually do that? Because that's only 40% of what you can do. Once you get past that is where you start seeing who you're really made of. If that's 40%, what do we live most of our lives at? 20%, 25%, 30% maybe. And what he said was when he got to mile 70 in the race and he had liver failure and all of his bones were broken, what he told himself is this is where the race starts. This is where I find out who David Goggins is and this is where I find out what he's made of. And when you think about that and you hear those types of things, you think, holy crap. If this guy seems superhuman, it seems fake all of the things that he says, you have to really think that's real human potential. If that's real human potential, think about how much human potential is actually wasted. And I'm obsessed with trying to get all of my potential out, leaving it all on the table. And I started this podcast because I wanted to help others start to realize their potential as well. And this guy makes me, think my rea- makes, me think, makes me rethink my reality. Because when I think that I'm going hard, I realize I'm probably not even going as hard as I really want to. Or as, real as, I, as I really could go. And it makes me think that I need to push myself even more. And they need to push you to be more inspired to do more. Why? Because the pain of hard work is the only thing that comes just under the pain of regret. The only thing that's worse than the pain of hard work is the pain of regret. And the last thing that I want to do is get to the end of my life and go, damn, you know what? I wish I would have done more. I wish I would have pushed more. I wish I would have achieved more. I wish I would have impacted more people's lives. It's not about the money. It's never been about the money. It's always about trying to impact as many people and push as many people to get their potential out of themselves. So when you get to the mile 70, when you get to it and you put yourself as hard as you can, when things get really tough, that's when you really are truly alive. Most of us are not truly living on a day-to-day basis. We're just getting by. We're just surviving. We're not bringing the greatness out of ourselves. And so what you have to think about Is when was the last time I really brought greatness out of myself? How much am I leaving on the table? How much am I actually wasting? When I go to the gym, if my goal is to do 10 reps of something, do I do nine? Do I do eight? Come up a little bit short? Do I do 10? Maybe you hit your goal. But why don't you do this? Why don't you get to 10 and go, you know what? I'm gonna do 20% more. I'm gonna do 12. Since reading this book and since reading about this guy, whenever my trainer tells me to do 10 reps, I always think, can I get 20% more than whatever he tells me to do? And he'll start counting and he's like, you're doing too many. And I go, I'll say, I know I'm doing too many because I know that I can push myself past what I think that I can. So if he says do 10 reps, I'll do 12. If he says do 20 reps, I'll do 24. If he says 30 reps, I'll do 36. That's 20% more every single time that I do something. And so if there's that much greatness that's inside of someone, this guy, David Goggins, how much are we leaving on the table? And when I wake up every single morning and I hate waking up early in the morning, but I hate the thing that I hate more than waking up early in the morning is wasted potential in my personal life. So when I hate waking up in the morning, it's six o'clock in the morning. When my feet hit the floor, I say, demand greatness, demand greatness, demand greatness. When I don't want to work out anymore, I say, demand greatness. The first 30, 45 minutes of me being in the gym is me not wanting to be in the gym. But I tell myself over and over and over again, demand greatness, demand greatness, demand greatness all day whenever I need it. And you have to realize for yourself, how often do you demand greatness from yourself? How often do you even get to that 40%, which is where you think that you're done? Because 40% up to 100% is where you really figure out who you are. So the question is, how long has it been since you've really figured out who you are? How long has it been since you've really pushed yourself to really go as far as you possibly can? If that doesn't motivate you, I don't know what will. And so I designed this episode so you can go back and listen to it whenever you're like, you know what, I'm just not feeling it today. You can go back and listen to it and go, you know what, I'm wasting it. I'm, I'm being a pansy. I'm not doing what I need to do. I need to do more. I need to push myself more. I need to demand greatness for myself because that's where you really start to see success. That's where you start to see happiness because you start to see progression and progression equals happiness in people's lives, whether that's financially, whether that's in your business, whether that's in your relationships, whatever it is, demand greatness from everything, every single thing that you do. So if there's one thing that I want you to take from this episode, it's the law of 40%. When you think you're done, you're only 40% done. You still have another 60% where you could keep pushing yourself. So whenever you feel like you want to give up, whenever you feel like you've hit the breaking point, demand greatness from yourself and push yourself to go further. So with that, I'm going to leave you the same way. I leave you every single episode. But if you like this episode, please share it with someone that you know, so we can get to a million downloads in a month. That's our new goal. And we're trying to push ourselves to get there. And so with that, I'm going to leave you the same way. I leave you every episode. Make it your mission to make somebody else's day better. I appreciate you and I hope that you have an amazing day. Well, that's it for today's podcast. If you want the show notes for this episode, they can be found at mwfmotivation.com. Also, if you liked this episode, please spread the love and share it with a friend because it's our mission to help as many people as we can. And to keep in touch, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Both handles are at mwfmotivation with no spaces. Now you know what time it is. So go out and make your dreams a reality.